For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome into the Sports Page Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Demacos, here with Jake Garians and Hype Train behind the producer, Mike. Glad to have uh, Jake back here, especially because there has been a crazy amount of stuff going on in the NFL. For it not being NFL season, there has been the NFL is giving us a lot. There's been a lot of trades. There's been a lot of moves. There's some potential cuts of some big players. Um, some iconic players. Uh, I would call Richard Sherman iconic in the Seattle market. Absolutely. And uh, pretty, he's not taking it well. Let's just say that his Twitter, <laughs> his Twitter account. Newsflash: They never do. Yeah, he's not taking it well. Um, as you know, I wouldn't either if I was him, and, and felt as as he feels that he is an important part of that defense and was the most important part of that defense for a long time. So he was. He's getting old. He's coming off an Achilles. Yes. Their salary cap. It's 11, up a creek without a paddle, and it was like eleven and a half million dollars they would owe him, or something like that. It's it's, it's just look, not happening. Man, at the end of the day, it's business. It's a business. Yep. I played. There's not anybody that I know that played that went out the way that they wanted to. Even nope. Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, win Super Bowls. John Elway, win two in a row and hang it up. Yeah. They didn't want to stop. They just couldn't do it anymore. For sure. At the end of the day, it's a freaking business. Yes, hype train. I hate to be the person that derails the whole podcast. Yeah. But I'm going to do that because we have some breaking news. This coming from Ian Rappaport. The Bucks and Mike Evans are closing in on a blockbuster multi-year deal that is going to pay him just under $17 million Ooh. a year. Puts him right under Antonio Brown as the NFL's highest played, wow. paid player at his position. A year before they have to pay their quarterback. That's interesting. interesting. Yep. That's Very interesting. Great, I love, great player. If he's love healthy, Mike he's, Evans. Yeah, yeah love Mike Evans. His quarterback loves him. I mean, that's but that's a big, big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. Uh, Adam Schefter has it a five-year, $82.5 million contract extension that includes $55 million guaranteed. He's Get now under money, contract boy. through the 2023 season. It's a lot of guaranteed money. The only money. number in that whole sentence that matters is 55 guaranteed, yep. and that is big. That's big. Good for him, man. Absolutely. I'm always happy for the guys that get paid. I, I really, I don't. Like we said on the last podcast. Yeah, get that money, man. Get your money. Get you don't it. like it, go be great at something. Yeah, and he didn't even, he's coming off a year where it wasn't even, I mean, the year prior to that, he was unbelievable. Jameis needs to stay healthy. Yep. They had they had issues, but I think they realize how important he is to the future of, of moving forward. That team's got a ton of talent. I mean, we picked him to win the division last for year. For sure. Just injuries, injuries. They had a lot of injuries, and they were inconsistent all season long. Both, both him and Mariota took a step back. But let's get back to some of these big moves. So let's talk about the Seahawks here, because Richard Sherman is projected to get cut. It hasn't officially happened, but it was re- said this Friday morning. It's kind of been it's a thing happen. all week long. He's yeah. going to get cut. <clears throat> we had some trades happen. Michael Bennett is now. I, I mean, it's like. It's weird because this defense that has been so iconic in Seattle for the last five seasons, six seasons, is now going to be very different, very different. And I think 
It's interesting because we all knew this was coming. I knew they couldn't afford to keep all these guys forever. They got lucky that a lot of the a lot of their rookie contracts all kind of coincided at the same time, and they got to come up together. And I knew once they all were going to get paid that this was going to happen. So it's it's inevitable. But if you're a Seahawks fan, man, this is this is rough to watch because this is a, this is going to be a very different looking team. It's the natural cycle of the NFL. You can only have a window that's open for so long. So let's rewind a little bit. How do you build an NFL team? You can spread it out and be decent on offense, be decent on defense, and be a pretty good team and make a run with a good quarterback. Or you can do what they did, draft really good players, sign some really good free agents, put all of it on that defensive side, and win with a rookie quarterback on a rookie quarterback contract. When Russell Wilson got paid, (laughs) they can't pay anybody else. The problem is they had already paid all the guys on defense, and Russell Wilson had nothing on the offensive line. So it's inevitable that the downfall is going to happen. All those guys on defense are getting older. It was an iconic defense. It's been overrated for two years because they were so good for so long before that. You don't have a choice but to blow it up. Now, some of the stuff on this cap, they got some guys they can't move. Cam Chancellor is one of them. They, for sure. And he's coming off a neck that they didn't know if he'd ever play again. The one that I'm looking at right now that the latest NFL article has updated is is that Earl Thomas is one of those guys that you're probably going to see dealt, or at least they're going to try. If Earl Thomas goes, that entire defense is gone. Just go back to the games they didn't have him, and they had everybody else. Yeah, but you guys remember him talking to the Cowboys, right? That, oh, my yeah, memory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. Look, it, I think. I think it's all kind of. I think they're going to try and blow this look, up. Earl Thomas got a lot left. Yeah, oh, for Cam sure. Cam Chancellor is very system oriented, but a great player and a great dude. Agreed. But he ain't going anywhere because their cap is yeah. screwed if they move him. Yep. But you take Richard Sherman off that, Michael Bennett off that, and Earl Thomas off that defense. Yeah, that's not the same team. Just take Earl Thomas off. It's not the same team. Yeah, Those that's sure. three monsters. Now they're yep. getting older, but they're still really good. Yeah, this is gonna be it's gonna be weird to watch. That whole division is flipped. What you got over there, hype train? So I crunched the numbers here for you. Credit to overthecap.com and their calculator for putting this together. Love it. I cut Richard Sherman, I cut Jeremy Lane, and I traded Michael Bennett. And for the sake of this argument, I traded Earl Thomas because that was what you guys were just talking about. That would leave the Seattle Seahawks with $39.5 million in cap space to fill major holes on defense and still restructure an offensive line that is bad. That's so not enough. It's not enough. It's not, but even, I, it's not even close to enough. No, they're going to have to make another move. They're going to have to cut. They're gonna, somebody else is going to have to go. Graham's Jimmy Graham's already off. He, well, he's already off that. Oh, he's, he's, already off. Off, he's free agent, so he's already off that cap. What you so, got, Hyde So here's the, here's the situation they find themselves in. They can't cut Doug Baldwin because it's $13.9 million in dead money. He's also their best player, so they and can't the, cut Doug And it's $2 million against the cap. You look at Cam Chancellor, a name that we brought up, it's $14.3 million in dead money, and they lose $5 million in cap space by doing that. So, I mean, I, here's, screwed, here's a name that I'll saying. throw out there, and, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong for even suggesting this, but they can cut K.J. Wright. They'll lose they'll lose a million in dead money, but gain about seven point two million in the cap. Yeah. That'll give them around forty six million dollars to maybe make some of this work. But then think about what you're getting rid of on that defense. You it's can't replace these guys regardless, but that offensive line is garbage. Here's the other thing they're gonna do: they'll restructure Russell Wilson. They have quarterback to. always goes in. They extend him. And look, people that are listening right now, yeah. if you think these guys are doing it for the benefit of the team or taking a hometown discount, no. go go look at the numbers. They get every single penny yeah, they when just they rest- do this. They just restructure They just move it around. There's really smart guys that know the cap a lot better than we do that move some stuff here and move some stuff there, and it opens up, hey, we can sign a left tackle and a guard if you restructure. Yeah. Okay, but I'm getting every penny. Yes. So, But they're, they're, they will do that as well. Let's talk about another team in the division that's made a lot of moves here. So <laughs> Thursday... The Broncos trade a 
Akib Talib. They are the Rams acquire him. All right. We also have a deal: Robert Quinn to Miami, Alec Ogletree to New York. There's a, this is a lot. They've acquired Marcus Peters from Kansas City. This is like, I mean, we're talking about some serious moves for the LA Rams, and I think they're sitting back and they watch the Eagles play, and they realize they weren't they weren't nearly as good as that team. They weren't, and, and that they needed to get so much better, especially on defense. And, and this is like this is interesting. So you're gonna have. I mean, Marcus Peters, when he left, I loved Old Takes Exposed. Got By some, the way, I'm some... pretty sure we called that the week before. Yes. Yes. But Kansas City, we had a lot of homers, and Kansas City said, no way Marcus Peters is leaving. Yep. No way. Yeah. He's By the going... way, let's, let's rewind and look at this. Wade Phillips, defense coordinator, first year. Robert Quinn playing a different position. Kind of got it going late, mm-hmm. but they got a lot for him. Ogletree is interesting. Mark Barron had a really good year, but so did Ogletree. So him leaving, they got to replace a very productive middle linebacker. The Giants getting a really good player and a filling a huge need for the Giants. But you're now putting Aqib Tlaib, who can still really go, oh, yeah. on the other side of Marcus Peters. Hello. And they just franchised LaMarcus Joyner. So nice. Hell, that's a nice. That's and they've a, got some cap space. Yeah. They've got some weapons on offense they got to try to figure out, Sammy Watkins being one of them. But that offensive line solid. The running back solid. The quarterback solid. Slot receiver solid. Their two res- Robert Woods is solid. If you're a Rams fan, Talib and Peters, that excites me. That excites Boy, you me. You have so many. Go back to Wade Phillips being the defensive coordinator yeah, of the Broncos, that's right? So nice. And having two superstars. Yeah, that's going to be. I'm telling you. And how big he can moves use that. for the Rams. Complete flip of the division is what's happening in the NFC West. What you got Absolutely. over there, hype train? With the trades of Ogletree and Quinn, although I do not see Marcus Peters or Aqib Talib on the cap right now, so okay. take that into consideration <coughs> when I give you this number. $43.3 million for the Rams to throw around. Drop it to the 20s because they're both on big contracts and they mm-hmm. traded for them, so they got to eat that. But Can we also talk about the fact that the Eagles win the Super Bowl, okay? Then they go get they go get Michael Bennett. <laughs> they go get Michael Bennett. They just traded uh, wide receiver Torrey Smith to Carolina for cornerback Daryl Worley. Uh, it's brilliant. Very, they're just brilliant I'm, move there. I think the Eagles are going to be nasty again. Well, you're going oh, to lose Chris Long, who's probably going to retire. But yeah, Michael but, Bennett now steps in. You, how many dudes can I have rushing the passer? And oh, by the way, Carson Wentz is coming back. Like, I mean, that's... I've already said Nick Foles ain't going anywhere, just in case. I mean, come I mean, on. This team is... That's that's a big move for a Super Bowl team. The that's, Torrey Smith thing is huge, by the way. For sure. He didn't do much. No. He didn't do much they at all. They need more weapons on offense. Aguilar finally came on a little bit late in the season. He had a big part. Alshon Jeffrey was a lot better than I ever gave him credit for. He's they a, need, they, they he, need another he, weapon, but yeah. they got so creative on how they move the ball. They just got a lot better on defense. Yep. Plus the kid they drafted from the University of Washington last year that was late that tore the Achilles all that in the second round, he's going to be 100% healthy. Yeah, that's another star, long corner. Yeah, that's going to be nasty. I'm, I'm excited to watch the Eagles too. What you got? That's Sidney Jones you're referencing, Sidney right? Jones. Yeah. 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 Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. This is an impressive job here in Philly because they don't have cap space. They're against the cap almost $10 million. So to be able to make these moves and make their team better the way that they've done over the last week – without cap flexibility is very impressive, despite them winning the Super Bowl and not needing to do anything. Not only that, but you're getting Michael Bennett a proven guy for a fifth-round pick. That's what they gave up. And a receiver a f- that didn't play for you. A fifth-round yeah. pick. That's what you have. You're talking about a guaranteed guy who still has some great years left in him. That's that's a great move for Philadelphia. Here's the thing. Michael Bennett, uh, is, while on his last legs, is still really, really good. Very but good. But he's so versatile. Yes. He can play damn near play the nose. 
He can play tackle. He can rush off the edge. But they have three guys that now can do that. You put Michael Bennett next to Fletcher Cox I with mean, Brandon Graham. Come on. It's going to be it's, – it's ridiculous. Derek Barnett benefits the most from this. Absolutely. A young guy that can learn oh, from yeah. all of those talented players. very similar size-wise, who only played off the edge in college, who now is going to learn to be able to be more versatile and move around. It's impressive. Now, and you throw some good corners out there, which they kind of had decent play at corner, but now they got four. So I want to talk about where you guys think Sherman is going to end up here because I'm seeing a lot of rumors here. There's also New England. Yeah. New England is the top of the list here. I was going to mention. He's going to another star team yep. with a chance to make a run yep. that plays a lot of zone because he can't play man. Yep. And so that, that limits where he's going to go. But that would be the top of my list immediately is New England. What you think over there? So this is interesting to me because I, I'm not going to throw a team at you. I'm just going to throw a concept out at you. He's going to miss the first half of the year with the Achilles injury. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, he got hurt in the the game around November. The I think it was the Thursday night game against the Cardinals was when he hurt that it's Achilles. A, it's a six-month deal. I mean, he's older, so maybe maybe we'll say eight, but it's not an ACL. So I, I don't know he's missing half the season. But Plus, the Patriots don't give a damn. First he misses, four, that's, I, that's the perfect team. If he misses the first six weeks. I'd say first weeks, four games he misses at max. Because if he misses closest to, close to the seven to eight range, I think you're going to see some teams be skeptical to throw a deal at him. For sure. But if it is closer to the four side, then yeah, I think New England makes no, the most sense. they put him on PUP. He's active after eight weeks if it's that big of a deal. And it limits what the money that he makes. But the yeah. Patriots are fine with that. They know they're going to win the division. They're going to make. They're going to be making a run. So if they get Richard Sherman at week eight. Oh, God. That makes me sick to my And I know they got the cap space, or they can make it. 20, they, 20 million the, right now. It's the first yeah. thing that I thought and of. He's not going to be that expensive. He's not going to be no. a $13 million guy anymore. No, he's not. Let's talk about somebody else here, uh, obviously from the Valley. A lot of talk about Arizona Cardinals, Tyron Matthew. I'm looking at it right in front of me, his interview this morning with NFL Total Access, talking about, my agent thinks so too, is the quote, that he shouldn't be taking a pay cut. And the Cardinals are talking to him, reportedly talking to him, or may have already talked to him at this point about taking a pay cut because that that hard number that time period it's April first it go that that he that they're up against and and he's going to be making a lot of money guaranteed so he's made a lot of money first of all but let's yes. give Steve Kime credit for a brilliant contract yes because they're kind of they knew crap they, or get off the pot time and they put themselves in the perfect position if he didn't get hurt again and he's been phenomenal. You pay him that money. For sure. But and it's, don't it's even like, think it's twice. It's like $27 million guaranteed over the next three years, something like that. It's a big, big number. Yeah. They're not going to do that. No. So they're going to cut him or restructure or trade him. Somebody else might want to eat that for the name mm-hmm. and the past production. He's a year healthier now. He yeah. was like second in the NFL in most plays on defense last year. So he played a ton. He played great, but he, he played a ton. Yeah. I don't know that he played to that number to make that kind of money, but somebody's – he's a big image. For there's, sure. There's teams that would love to add that. He's going to be just fine. But I do not think he will be an Arizona Cardinal next year. What you got, Hype Train? And so that's not, by the way, I have no access anymore. So that's just, yeah. me, that's just me knowing the situation a little bit. Yeah. So the, the interesting thing to me here is the, the $27 million or whatever, I think it's a little it's bit more than that. Yeah, I it's think. a little bit more. Something whatever like that. that, that number's big and that's very scary. But for Tyron, if they were to cut him, they only gain about $4 million in cap space. Yeah, they got to so, trade him. So the, the thing to me but is. But you're looking at next year's cap. 
No, not, I'm looking not at the next three. Well, no. If you look at if you look it out, like this year they have twenty four point nine million if they cut them. Next year it's one hundred and seventeen. The year after that's one hundred and forty four. Then the year after that it's one hundred and eighty one. So yes, they get some cap benefit later on. But with him having such a minuscule impact on the cap this year, it makes me think that they're going to try everything in their power to restructure him. Because if yeah. they're not gaining a whole lot in cap space, you might as well try to get him down to a number that works for I just, you. I just it was hard think- enough to get him signed in the first place. I just don't think he's gonna. I don't think no. he's gonna restructure. Because go really back don't. to what we said in the very beginning. Get paid, young man. Yeah. Get paid, young man. Yeah, I don't blame him. I don't. Hope blame they him. trade you and you get all that money, and whoever picks you up yeah. has to keep it. I mean, that's good for him. Yeah. But it's a business. You know, it's great to have the Larry Fitzgeralds of the world that never happened. They play one franchise their entire career. Yeah, and it's whatever, just not realistic. Go make your money and go. Yeah. You know, I mean, go do go do your thing. I don't think he'll be here. So they they've got moves. They they got a bunch of stuff. That they sure. got to fix, and Buda Baker is a young star that can Stud. take over his place that Stud. is nothing on the cap. Well, and in moments last year, in the, in the last season, had, had was playing better. Much. and, and Much that, from the bye week on. That had to be a scary, and I think we all, at least in this market in Arizona, were paying very close attention to that and the progression of Buda Baker and just, I don't want to say the regression of Tyron Matthew, but the, the, the lesser amount of impact that he was having he on the plateaued. game, I would say. Yeah. He's still good, but what they want to do on defense, yeah. what they used to want to do on defense, doesn't really fit him. Now, he could learn to maybe go play Antoine Bethea's position and play mm-hmm. deep but that and defense still be a step slower. But playing in the slot, covering Cooper Cup and Doug Baldwin, he can't do that anymore. That's not He's not that guy. Now, he's still very beneficial to a defense. For you can sure. blitz him. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, he's just not defensive player of the year candidate 2015, right. Tyron Matthews. And he won't be again. Yeah, I just – too many injuries, uh, unfortunately, for Tyron. All right, let's talk about, before this will be the last thing we get to here, let's talk about the Combine. I want to talk about the Combine. I know you two, and myself included, geek out over kind of all this stuff. Yeah. I love this stuff. I watched so much Combine. It was By the way, dumb. NFL Network, kudos for how much yeah, you actually, because it is phenomenal. It's so fun. I mean, and the amount of stuff you see on social media and just the access that we all have it's now. Great. If you're a layman person, it's awesome. For sure. But having been there and, and participated in the combine and being as in depth in the NFL as I am, yeah. it's awesome for me too. I mean, for you, sure. I look at stuff a little different than a layman person, but yeah. you can learn so much about what teams are actually looking for. All of that, and, and they don't even show you a lot of the good stuff that goes on at the combine. Yeah. I mean, it is an absolute crazy three days to be a participant in that thing. But yeah, yeah it was awesome. To it's watch. it's yeah, it's very exciting to watch. So I'll leave you guys with this. This is the last couple of things I want to get into. What were some of your takeaways from the combine? Who do you think showed out the most? Who are you? Who are you maybe most impressed with? And, and we'll get into some other things. But I'll start with who are you most impressed with? First and foremost, we'll say the Penn State guys. Yeah. Tshecki was ridiculous yeah. as well. Now, whether or not he has the gumption to go block like Greg Olson, he sure looks like that on the receiving end. Yeah, no He's kidding. a freak athlete. Saquon Barkley is the best player in this draft. If you didn't know that before the combine, you know now. Two hundred. Look, just watch Nick Chubb, who was beyond impressive. He was on the All yeah. Combine team. Yep. He looks like he weighs twenty pounds more than <laughs> Saquon Barkley because he's jacked. Saquon weighs six pounds more. Two hundred thirty-three pounds. Yeah, he's six feet tall with a forty-one inch vert and ran four-four flat. Yeah, he's a freak of nature. Who I've, I've hasn't watched... been hurt in college. Nope. Who has zero off the field issues? Who's a leader? Who squats six hundred pounds? Who lives? Eats, breathes football, football, and making himself better. He is was phenomenal. Number one overall pick. 
I know. If I only, train has been saying it. If only there was somebody on a podcast who has been saying for months now. <laughs> I have been coming the, around. That the Browns should take Saquon Barkley to more overall. It makes a lot of sense. And we'll talk more about this stuff, which we're going to get into in a minute, cap space and free agency and all. It's not as death as you would think to take a running back number one. It just hasn't been done since. Do you know the other one? The last time it's been done, by the way? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Penn State. Huh. Kajana Carter was the last time a running wow. back was taken number one overall in the NFL draft. That's Didn't work out too well for the Bengals when that happened. That's Towards ACL year one or two, whatever it was. But um, it makes a lot of sense. The kid was a freak. Uh, DJ Chark from LSU. Okay. I think jumped, in, jumped into the top five receivers. Really good return guy throughout his career, but ran 4-3-4. Numbers were ridiculous. Caught the ball well. Nobody was talking about him in the top five receivers. Calvin really helped himself. I mean, sure that, that group looked pretty good, but DJ Chark really jumped up. I think maybe in the late first round. Can we talk about the best storyline? Although, do you know where I'm going here? UCF's Shaquem Griffin. Just first of all, put the tape on and watch the kid play. Hell yeah, he is an absolute freak yep. player. Now look at the numbers from the combine: the fastest forty ever run by a linebacker. Yep. Twenty reps of the bench press, and by the way, we haven't talked about the fact that he was born without a hand. Yeah, it's unbelievable storyline. On, like, I've obviously watched him very closely because of Scott Frost and his connection, obviously, at UCF. And I've, I've been watching him and falling in love with his storyline in college. But just his personality, his oh, interviews, man. the guy he is. And you just know he's that, he's that guy who's got a chip on his shoulder. So you're going to get everything from him. He's you are. You're going to get everything just turn, from him. Just, if you just, I'm sure YouTube's got it. Turn, highlights. Yes. Go, this dude flies around. Now, he's kind of a tweener. He's not really a linebacker, but in today's NFL, he really is. I mean, Mark Barron was a safety who was kind of the same size, who's really playing that, that linebacker because you're a nickel so much. But, my God, can you do a lot with him? Go watch the, the Auburn game again. flat fly, and not having a hand is not a detriment at all. No. Because he hits you and you go down. Yeah, he no. He brings it 100 miles an hour all the time. Great he, story and awesome performance. He plays every way that you want a football player to play. To play. I mean, he's just, he's an unbelievable kid, and I, I love and root for those storylines. Absolutely. So much so, because it's, it's, it's always good to see the good stuff. All right, Hype Train, back there. Other than your, uh, your Saquon Barkley looking exactly how you wanted him to look, what were some of the things you liked from the Combine? I thought Josh Allen did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. He certainly impressed. Uh, very, yeah, I, I thought he was the most impressive of the quarterback. Yeah, I, I think for him there was a, a narrative around the struggles that he had last season mm-hmm. that he was going to need to overcome with some really good numbers at the Combine, and he did so, I think, in a really good way. I, there, I see him anywhere from being – people say he's the best quarterback in the draft. Some people say he's the third best. He's somewhere in there, and I thought this week, last week for him, really solidified his spot at top of the draft board. He won't be he won't be taken outside the top eight for sure. He's the biggest arm to come out of the draft in a long, long time. Yeah, he's he, almost the exact same size speed as Carson Wentz with a bigger arm, and Carson Wentz has a really big arm. His agent said he was going to throw the ball 90 yards. He <laughs> threw it 75 with a flick of a wrist. It was unbelievable. It didn't even wind up. I know. Unreal. Really, really impressive. But here's the thing. You can't – Wyoming had like four dudes drafted the year before when they were good. And then when they played FBS talent last year, they lost and he looked bad. He's trying to make every play under the sun with a bunch of nobodies. He had a bad team. Yeah, you can't put that tape on and translate that at all. That dude's going to be an absolute freak. I think he's probably the biggest upside of the quarterbacks. Go ahead. Uh, two things. Uh, they officially released Richard Sherman. They just sent out a tweet about it, so he's officially been released. Okay. And I got another one for you. This one's a little off. Twitter the might board. break tonight. <laughs> yeah. this, this one's a little bit off the board. 
Uh, DJ Moore, the Maryland wide receiver. All I thought right. he did a really nice job. A lot of people are talking about Sutton uh, atop the wide receiver board. I thought Moore did a really nice job uh, helping his case. I think a team that picks him up is really going to be happy with the, with the production that he can provide. The last thing here I want to talk about is Baker being Baker. Uh, Baker's interviews, Baker's kind of uh, attitude. Baker's which not getting I, the best advice. What? Listen, I, I have no problem with it, but I think it definitely – I know for a fact, just from talking to people, it rubs some people the wrong way. What are your projections for Baker? Where do you think he ends up going? Do you think he drops out of... I think he drops out of the top 12. I and I never really thought he was in the top 12, but none of this is helping him. Yeah. He looked like a guy at the Combine. He's got talent, but the Combine is all about the numbers, right? For like sure. It's about the big, sexy, you forget about, oh, yeah, they play football, and we have to watch tape and see what they can actually do. Yeah, no, it's all he about... He was not that. No. Josh Allen was that. Which Josh we Rosen knew. was that. We knew that, though. We like, knew that going Josh on. Rosen's deep ball helped him. Yes. Those guys are all going ahead of him. Now, Lamar Jackson not doing anything, I think, hurt him. Yeah. Because I thought he was going to shoot up and maybe pass Baker before. And it still might before this process is over with. But I think he got lost in the shuffle a little bit. I don't think he's a top 12 guy. I think he's more of that 15 range. Okay. Which I'm sure the Cardinals would love if he's around. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, man, come on. Yeah, I know. This is if you're going to slow the antics down at all, this is the time. This is the time. Yeah. Cuz you are one bad story from being a third round pick. Especially with Johnny Manziel still floating around. And he's not the same guy, but he gets compared to him a lot. Yep. And the more antics that you have, the more that comparison's going to stay out there for and sure. Johnny Manziel can't get out of the news talking about I'm come making a comeback, I'll play for free. Yeah, that's I, I don't know. That's a storyline. None, none, none of that helps him at all, but I do think Lamar Jackson's going to surprise a lot of people and I think he's going to fly up the board in this receiver talk which is just absolute freaking garbage and stupid. Yeah, disrespectful to him, honestly, as good as Beyond he was. As good as he as good as he was in college, you that was disrespectful. But he's not just a guy that runs around in college. He's playing for Bobby Petrino, which is not no. easy. That offense is not easy to run. He has mastered it for 2 years and put up numbers that we've never seen before. Yeah. Not just running. Throwing. No. How many games he threw for 300 and ran exactly for Exactly right. It's It was disrespectful, yes. honestly. Now, he needs the right system, the right quarterback, the for right sure. guy to, or quarterback coach, the person to develop him. But he has But talent. he can play in a exactly. lot more systems than you. He's more than Michael Vick. Agreed. What you got? So I, we were talking about Baker and how if there's one place to turn your antics down, it's the combine. The combine can make or break you. Just, just ask Orlando Brown, yeah. the Oklahoma offensive tackle. By the way, I did more reps at the bench press than Orlando Brown did when I, I was at the combine, 16. This guy is. This is a first. This was a guy that everyone was talking about as a first round draft pick. That some people are saying won't go till day three. Now, no, that is the impact. No chance. That he no chance. You think he goes before that? Before day three? Yes. He goes on day one. Okay. Still, because there are there there are a bunch of rumblings out there that he falls to the fourth round. Okay, go back to like every podcast we talked about this year. The offensive line play sucks. In it, the does. NFL. it does. It is does. God awful. Yeah, and he's I... still a freak human being. But he definitely he has himself. a work ethic issue. He has a strength issue, and he hurt himself. Sure He's did. still going in the first round. All right. We might old takes expose ourselves on this uh, on this podcast. That's all right. You guys got anything else I want to – next week we are going to preview NFC and AFC, so we'll give you two podcasts next week. We're going to get deep dive into the cap. And exciting talk, stuff. Yeah, exciting stuff, and give you kind of a little bit – because the cap is We're very – We're going to geek out a little bit. Yeah, the cap is very confusing for the, for the casual fan. A lot of people don't really know it's how really it works. It's really confusing for me. It's confusing but, yeah. for anybody, but it's it's one of those things. It matters. There aren't there aren't when people are like, oh, any team can go out and get Kirk Cousins, and, and no, no. There's three. There's there are not very many teams that have the money to go get that, and that's what we're gonna break down. We're gonna do it 
obviously NFC, AFC. We'll go NFC first, and and who can and, have the biggest roster turnover? Who can yes, make the biggest impact and change with their team? realistic situations right. that could actually play right. out? Not and we're going to give pay. you some that we think some guys might land, yes. and some teams that actually could benefit from some different stuff like that. It's going to be fun. I'm ex- I'm really excited. about Yeah, that. Geek, I, geek out. I, I will tease my portion of the geek out session for when we do the NFC. Okay. Philadelphia, you better watch out. You may not be the best team in the NFC when everything's all said and done. Ooh, Ooh. I like I know that. Where I know where you're going, and I have to do agree, because it could be pretty awesome. I like it. I like where we're headed, Because if people get so excited about the combine and the draft, there's only, like, 50 dudes that make an impact. I know. Right? I mean, like, yeah, they're role players, and there's guys, whatever. Free agency is where you make no, or free, break yourself, exactly. and the, exactly. the moves that you make or don't make can kill you for five years. It's so much worse than a bad draft pick. I think it needs to be talked about a lot more, and I'm excited that we're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We'll give, as I said, next week we'll get into that NFC and AFC. We'll split them up because there's a lot to talk about. And by then, there's probably going to be even more moves that have happened. And since we started the podcast, Richard Sherman has officially been cut, which is we, we knew was coming, but there were there were uh, the, the last minute, you never know, things can change. We also saw a coach that was supposed to be signed somewhere that uh, didn't end up being there, so... Shout out to Josh McDaniels. All right, if you want to follow Jake, you can follow Jake at Jake B. Arians. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the underscore sports page with an I. And as always, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes by searching the sports page with an I. But for Hype Train, behind the producer mic, Jake Arians, I'm Paige Demakos. Thanks for listening to the sports page. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.